Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. Your voice matters, and we want to hear it in our heart-to-heart segment. Got a question? Something you're itching to share? Fire up that voice memo and hit us up at EZFM Roundtable at foxmail.com. Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. Now on Roundtable as we continue today's discussion. The TV industry in China has seen remarkable growth recently, with 2023 proving to be an exceptionally big year for the sector. The market experienced an extraordinary boom in critically acclaimed dramas, with standout shows such as *The Long Season*, *漫长的季节*. The Knockout, Kuangbiao, and The Third Body, or The Third Body Problem, you probably have heard of the sci-fi novel, leading the charge. More recently, the long-awaited TV series Blossoms Shanghai, or Fanhua, has been released in two versions: Mandarin and the Shanghai dialect, quickly soaring as one of the most popular dramas during the 2024 New Year's period. This series, adapted from Jin Yucheng's award-winning novel *Blossoms*, marks Wang Karwei's inaugural venture into television direction. It stands as one of the most eagerly awaited projects from the celebrated filmmaker. The TV drama transports the audience back to Shanghai in the early 1990s. It follows the story of Abao, an ambitious young man who capitalizes on the burgeoning stock market to become a self-made millionaire. Eventually expanding his empire into the realm of foreign trade, and I'm not giving the ending away here. For avid viewers, this series serves as an adequate microcosm, capturing the vicissitudes of a bustling era in Shanghai. So, what makes Blossoms Shanghai or Fanhua such a big hit? Right now, well, of course, I think the major reason that makes this drama so popular is first is an adaptation from the original book *Blossoms*, and it is already quite famous. Uh, before, I mean, it's award-winning novel, and uh, also it's directed by、uh, iconic Hong Kong director. Wang Jiawei,、um, I know that he purchased the adaptation copyright of the novel around say a decade ago, and so he had spent three years on shooting the TV series, and it is also the very first、uh, television project for Wang. So I think all of these have made this drama so anticipated, and particularly I would say、uh, for those who are say born in Shanghai, who work in Shanghai, who Who are crazy about Shanghai culture? Definitely,、mm. it's a, a drama to go for,、uh, because as you said, it offers two versions: one in Mandarin and one in the Shanghai dialect. So I guess it can really、um, convey the very unique charm of the city and also the way people live. I remember the writer Jin Yucheng of the original book of this uh, novel. Uh, he once said that when talking about Shanghai, people may be usually thinking about those, say, glamorous image, 
the bond and the very busy、uh, people walking on the street. But also,、uh, there are people living in Longtang, which are the narrow alleys, typical residential areas in Shanghai. And he wants to depict the stories in those areas.、Mm. So that's why he created this book. So I think all of these have made this drama so attractive. Oh yes, certainly, Mr. Jin Yucheng not only writes about the bourgeoisie, but also the proletariat, Shanghainese culture, and that was a vacuum that he filled. And in the TV series, the role played by former football superstar in China, <laughs> Mr. Fan Zhiyi. What? What a, an amazing performance! Unexpected, and also he has made this role stick with everyone and make people realize that in Shanghai, aside from the well-dressed gentlemen who drink coffee, there are these like really masculine and、uh, tough Shanghainese guys as well. And it was just really fascinating to see. This particular character, which just never used to exist in the TV, or at least not to my knowledge, even in the literary sphere. So, kudos to ex-footballer. You found a new career, and what a fascinating TV series to watch. So, Josh, we haven't checked with you before the show. I don't know your knowledge, or you know, to what extent do you know about the Shanghai culture? But certainly, you are a fan of Wong Kar Wai's movies. So tell us, what are your、mm. thoughts about you know a renowned director stepping into the role to direct a TV series? Well, it's pretty exciting, and I think it, it's rare that I've been as excited to watch a TV series. I'm a big fan of Wong Kar Wai, and I have been for quite some years. And I, I'd known about him before I moved to China, but After coming here, and you know, you can't really work in the arts or media、uh, or music as I've done without hearing his name. He's so famous, and yeah,、uh, I, I'm a big fan of him now. I, I I think that he's so distinctive, and his style is just so unique and so inspiring、um, to to anybody that loves film. I think, and of course, given that、uh, most of the films are. In Mandarin, it's as it's been difficult for them to be translated over to the Western world, and I think that、um, he still probably hasn't gotten the recognition that he deserves in the West yet. But that that's just you know how it is right now, and I think that's a linguistic issue. But yeah, I, I think just the storytelling and the cinematography for me is、uh, just so special.、Um, so yeah, massive fan and quite excited to see this TV series. Yes, indeed. And Wong Kar Wai's、uh, movies were mostly done in Cantonese. A small number of them were narrated in Mandarin. He has a very special cinematic style, as Josh, you gave a nod to, and it's often celebrated for their lush and vibrant visual style. And Wong Kar Wai frequently employs an interesting. Loud and subtle at the same time. I know that's an oxymoron in in a way, but these bold colors, dramatic lighting, and intricate compositions, creating 
visually striking and emotionally resonant scenes and he's known for setting the mood and atmosphere of his movies in a particular way. These are some palpable moodiness qualities that he has to his films and there's this um, sense of place and feeling that is important as the narrative. Often he uses music and slow motion sequences to deepen the emotional impact and for any actor or actress to be selected by Wong Kar-wai, this could be the opportunity of your lifetime. We've seen Leslie Chang or Zhang Guorong, Tony Liang or Liang Chaowei, you know, the most iconic roles that they played. A lot of them have been directed by Wong Kar-wai. So it's really, um, you know, highly anticipated as he moves his production to the Chinese mainland and selects this whole group of actors. Most of them are originally from Shanghai mm. and are able to act in the Shanghainese dialect. And I have to say, I've checked both versions, and the version in Shanghainese is quite a tad better. I'm no expert in this field, and I don't know if you guys can explain why it is that when people are acting in their native dialect, or of course, language, it just seems like you are better in conveying whatever deeper meaning or message that the character, the role was supposed to be in at that particular moment. And this rings true to all of the characters and it was just such a treat to be able to see this on TV. Not on the big silver screen, but on TV. And just to see the amount of attention to detail, so much heart that goes into um, the prop, the lighting, to the earring that the actress is wearing, and then how her nails are done, and, and all these things. It creates this fantasy, um, or supposedly a slice of history that is seen through the lens of Wang Jiawei. And you get a feel of what Shanghai used to be, or supposedly in that parallel universe, still lives on in a way. And and that's just such a great feeling, which you don't usually get from TV. And, and that's something that uh, I like to share with you. And it seems like the internet has been talking about this show from beginning or even before the show has been aired. And now, what do you think is the broader reason which made so many people inside Shanghai, outside of Shanghai, to be so into this TV series. Another major reason might be this show, and also the original book, uh, works really well in terms of presenting uh, the very original, candid flavor uh, of Shanghai, of this city. Because uh, through the lens of uh, director Wang, I think 
a sort of like a Shanghai dream filled with aspirations is portrayed and presented, like bustling, vibrant, and captivating. And also, this drama blossoms Shanghai also features some of the city's landmark sites from the area, so ranging from the lively Huanghe Road,、uh, where business people from all over China gather, to the Fairmont Peace Hotel, which showcases Shanghai's charm. International flair. I think that、uh, that really can be attractive to people who are interested in Shanghai culture. And also, you mentioned Shanghai dialect.、Um, I have to share this.、Um, I tried to, you know, read this、uh, original novel, Blossoms, like a few years ago. I bought the book. I know it's a great novel, but、uh, just to、uh, say, after dozens of pages, I failed. I I I just quit.、Uh, I feel like there are just too many Shanghai dialect, and which can be quite difficult for me to understand at that time. Meantime, I know it's a good novel and it's a good story, so I think I should be better prepared,、um, say mentally and physically, to read this book to complete the story. But this time, I think the drama. I think、uh, the advantage of this drama is that it has subtitles, so that's why I think it can really reach out to a wider group of audience、mm-hmm. out there. And also, when talking about the two versions, the, the Mandarin and the Shanghai dialect, I think most people will just choose to watch Shanghai dialect because it can really best. Depicts the Shanghai flavor,、mm. and I know some experts are saying that this might be helpful in terms of preserving the Shanghai dialect,、mm. uh, which a lot of the younger generations in Shanghai don't really get a full grasp of Shanghai dialect n- anymore right now.、Mm. So that's a very in- interesting and tricky part of this show, indeed, and. I have to confess that I'm similar to you. <laughs> you did? Yes, I tried to read the book. Well, I also my half of my family is from Shanghai,、mm. so my mom got the book and、uh, she she loved it because she could speak the dialect and she's of a similar age as Jin Yucheng, and therefore she gets exactly what the author tries to convey. And for me, well, I can understand the. Dialect, but I can't speak it. And、uh, but but still, reading it was kind of difficult. But I would still recommend that book to you because、uh, Jin Yucheng's unique writing style in his original text of Blossoms straddles written and oral Shanghainese, and it not only is a literary innovation but also a cultural statement. Li, you bring up a really good point that, in a way, this writing style serves as a form of cultural preservation, capturing the nuances of the Shanghainese dialect, which, like many regional dialects, faces challenges in the face of language standardization. And Jin's work bridges the gap between formal written and colloquial speaking dialect. And that fusion creates a rich and authentic texture that captures the essence of Shanghai's local culture and everyday life that no one ever has done before. So I know not everybody out there is a fan of the show. So if you like it a great deal, also if you think that there's something to be improved and you're curious about the original text, actually going back to the book. Is a good idea. I checked with my aunt, who's Shanghainese, lived in the city 
all her 60 years of precious life and said she did not enjoy the show. <laughs> She's like, this is not my cup of tea. Everything is so dark. And I was like, what? Everything is so vibrant. It's not dark, auntie. But anyway, um, I didn't uh, dare to criticize her in front of her face. But there are some obvious uh, strong points of the show. And if I were to provide one critique that apparently has been shared by some people is that in the context of the original book, the term Xiang appeared more than 100 times. And it could be challenging to translate directly due to, again, the nuanced meaning in Chinese. And a fitting translation could be, here's my stab at it, the unspoken or that which is left unsaid. And this term captures emotions, situations, things that are implied, hinted at, or exist beneath the surface, but never explicitly articulated or expressed. And in the narrative of blossoms, it refers to the subtle underlying aspects of life and relationships that are present, but not overly acknowledged or discussed. So do you get the vibe of the book? The problem with the TV version is it's tai xiang, which is can be translated to being too loud or too explicit. And this delicate balance may have been tipped towards being too direct and overly portraying the uh, characters' emotions and themes. And there's definitely a shift from the understated elegance to a more pronounced and obvious presentation on TV, which is a common challenge in adapting literary works to visual media. And also, this could easily be intentional on the part of Wang Jiawei, as he said in a recent interview that he wanted to show the buoyancy and exuberance of the 1990s in Shanghai. And if I have another bone to pick of this TV drama, is if you've been listening to Roundtable, then you would know my love for music score of succession and the music score of this tv drama should diverge more from the style of succession it just feels like a travesty and we're only in the start of 2024 2023 has been an exceptionally year for chinese tv drama and this year already we've got blossoms so Josh, you've done some research, and also you've been on Roundtable for quite some time to get the pulse of the TV industry in China. And tell us about the stellar year of um, TV drama production in China. Well, I think that international accessibility is probably one of the biggest points that I, I would um, like to talk about here, and the thing that I would accredit a lot of the success too. I think that a lot of um, streaming platforms now have made it easier for international audiences to access Chinese dramas with, as we've discussed, better subtitles. Um, and I think that the proper translation of subtitles and quality subtitles are often underrated and unappreciated for how important they are. Because when subtitles just don't match, or if they don't really capture the essence of the narrative, especially if a drama is very wordy, then it really becomes quite unapproachable for audiences. And I think that especially between Mandarin and Chinese, especially, and 
I myself have, I have before translated from Chinese to English, um, but I still know how difficult that can be. The languages just are so different, especially when we're talking about very poetic or very metaphorical languages, uh, very metaphorical language and stuff like this. So um, it seems as though this is getting a lot better. And also, I think the quality of the production of these dramas um, it has also improved dramatically in China, not just TV dramas, but the film industry, the quality of the storytelling, the quality of the cinematography. In fact, it's even starting to get its own style of cinematography. It's not just that the quality is necessarily matching that of Hollywood. It's that it's taking on its own style, which I think is really a sign of true development. Um, and I think also we see a lot of a lot more diversity with um, the genres that we see in Chinese cinema and drama as well. We've got everything from romance also to massive sci-fi blockbusters um, to, you know, war films and also a lot of action movies as well, animations. It's really covering everything by this point. So uh, I, I think that these are some of the main reasons. Mm, very big year for Chinese TV and film to some extent as well. And according to a report by Jiemian, in 2023, 23 Chinese dramas series gained a rating of 8 out of 10 or above on Douban, which is the uh, Chinese Rotten Tomato uh, equivalent. And a lot of people do actually look to this uh, platform for critically acclaimed works. And I guess the TV series have passed the test with flying colors. And and tell us why and how. Well, I think 2023 might be quite an impressive year for Chinese drama industry. And I think in recent years, we can definitely feel a rise of Chinese dramas and shows overall. And uh, maybe the major reason is that I think we got more professional screenwriters and actors and actresses, directors um, being involved and engaged in the market. And also when you look at the uh, selection of actors and actresses, I think maybe before a lot of uh, dramas or even movies, they like to use say Liu Liang stars, uh, which are super popular, has uh, with a huge fan base, but not every one of them is actually good at performing. But now you can definitely feel like a stronger and more professional uh, team is working in this industry. I think that's uh, one reason that promotes the sustainable and healthy development of the whole sector. And also, as Josh previously mentioned, we got more genres of, of Chinese dramas right now. And I think um, directors and screenwriters are getting more professional in terms of creating those dramas. We talk about workplace dramas, right? And uh, I think um, more and more screenwriters and directors, they're getting more engaged in terms of researching and getting prepared for writing and creating a good storyline for um, dramas, which is a, like a very important basis for creating good work. So that's my personal observation of the whole industry. Mm. And if there are so many great works available, people become happy consumers of them. And that's, you know, a really good cycle for that 
industry. Before we go, we have a song that not only stands as a timeless classic, but also features in the soundtrack of the drama series Blossoms Shanghai or Fanhua. 我的未来不是梦 My future is not a dream by Zhang Yusheng. It is a track that encapsulates the spirit of ambition and dreams. Themes nicely woven into the fabric of Blossoms Shanghai. The song, with its inspiring message and melodious charm, is a perfect echo to the series' exploration of hopes and aspirations in a rapidly changing world. Remember, hope is the heartbeat of the soul. Here's 我的未来不是梦 reminding us that our future is not just a dream, but a canvas of endless possibilities. So pick up your. Paintbrush and start exploring the vibrant colors of your own life's masterpiece. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you so much, Li Yi and Josh Cotterell, for joining the discussion. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time. Is it not?